0: Appearances that's not usually seen as an appearance. It's taken to be you. So an an appearance is being taken to be you. And then from that position, everything else appears to you in some meaning and form, conceptually. And it's given direction and location and effect and meaning. But it's all given that direction and effect and meaning based on you being a solid reference, instead of just another appearance. So we believe we're in relationship with appearances here, we take them to be real, because that gives us a sense of being real. Yeah. But there, in a sense, anything that comes and goes, fits the definition of an appearance. Yeah. It wasn't always here, it appears, and then it has a certain duration, and then it goes. Now, maybe you think the longer the duration, the realer it is. That's one of the, the uh, assumptions of mine. So it sees like a little bug appears and then it doesn't give it much meaning, you know, a little insect. And, and what a pointless life. It's here maybe three hours, spying around, hopefully procreates and gets nice squished or something, or eaten. Maybe only yet one meal, one screw, one, you know, day. One yard, you know, and so we have had many yards and many screws and many days. So we believe we're maybe probably more real than that is, but that's an appearance. All well, the difference is the sense of duration. The sense of duration to that was be quick, and hours seems to be drawn out. But time is a construct. How could it not be? Can you get it? Can you take a slice of time and bring it here? Can you capture time and open it up and do an autopsy on it and check it out and pull out, oh here's a second and here's a half an hour and here's an hour and oh a month, and pull a month out and let's see if it's, when does it stop being time? Let's pull a year out of it or a couple of years out of it, you know? A nanosecond, which is the one that makes it not time? But can you do that? So time is a construct, isn't it? It's a, a mental construct here by a mental process. So the mental process, sometimes they explain it, some old teachers explain it as space and time. And the only way there could be an experience here is only through space and time. You'd have to have a space for something to appear in, and it would take time to experience it. Because an experience isn't a conscious contact. An experience is a certain interpretation of conscious contact. And that takes time, because it's an activity. And all activities have time involved in them. Some activities are fast, some are very slow. But anything that's an activity or a process or a doing has time in it. So the mind's interpreting a world here, and it takes time to do it. Without the construct or mental construct of time, the dream wouldn't be able to be dreamt here. So there are like certain formalities of mind that create the uh, stage and the foundation all constructed, all dreamt, so that a dream can happen, so that you believe you're having an experience of something that's as real and solid as you. You know, it doesn't last forever, does it? It's only 80 years maybe you have it. Or if you die young or you last longer. So duration is you have more experiences the longer you live. Because there's more time to happen. So an experience takes time. An interpretation takes time. So if you have eight hundred let's say, events, and then you have an experience of them, you would need time to have those 800 events. Because they're not seen to happen all at once, are they? You don't feel like, oh, I just got it. That's really what happens, in a sense, when you come out of the mental construct we're identified as. There's no you that comes out of it. But when the mind gets unabridged, let's say, the aha moment has no time involved in it, and it's not an experience. And it doesn't uh, occur out here. It's a whole different ball game than the game we're used to. That's one of the difficulties. Being identified as what we are, we want to apply the rules of being what we are, which is actually being what we're not, to what we are. It's very difficult to apply those rules to what, you're, what you are. But they don't apply. What you are is timeless, like Jesus said. He said a statement, he says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. So let's say this world of appearance is of time, yeah, obviously. There's a feeling that yesterday was Friday, and today's Saturday, and that they're different. It's a different feeling, isn't it? So this world is of time. This world is of things. What are you seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, but things. And even seeing thoughts. Thoughts are mental things like mental objects. They're on a different certain level. They're not as physical, but they're still objects, yes? There's a thought, you see. So, you're having contact with things, you. Yeah? Now, he says you're not of this place. So, if you're not of this place, then you're not of time. So, where would a process have anything to do with what you are? Because a process is of time. It takes time to when you take this and that's this and mix it and da-da-da to make that, and it takes time, doesn't it? It's a process. It, time passes here. Our idea of time passes when we take one ingredient and another ingredient and mix it to make something. So you read a book and practice what that book said it takes time for you. You have to read the book. The book is a thing. You've got to get it. You've got to read it. You've got to think about it. And then you've got to do something, seemingly. All that takes time. Yeah. But Jesus was pointing out, I believe, you're in this place, but you're not of this place. So you're really not of time. And you're not of things. Yeah. So if you're not of things and you're not of time then you're not of the rules of things and times, which are processes, experiences, interpretations. You are instantaneously at all times, because it's no time, what you are. Itself and say, okay, what do I do about that? wants well, to apply the same mechanism of time and space that I, as this, have to do something to get there because I like the idea of that because I think it will give me an advantage I don't seem to have now. So let me dedicate my life to this pursuit with the hopes that it will deliver the goods at some time, but never right now. Because if the message, if the invitation, if the raw state is available, it has to be of timelessness, and it has to be of non-doing. You can't approach it through doing and through time. It's the time and the sense of doing that is causing it to seem to be not here. Because it's not appearing, it's not a thing, and you can't approach it because it's not in a location that you can take a certain amount of time to get to because it's right over there, right beyond my reach. I just go there, I'll get it, and and I'll know it. It's not of that. It's not of that at all. So it's the best for me to do is to entertain here... The activities of what I'm not. Which is, I'm not an appearance, in a sense. Even though the appearance is of what I am, I'm not an appearance. Even though the appearance is of what I am, I'm not an appearance. Even though the wave is made up of ocean, I'm not a wave. I'm ocean. Yeah. Even though the wave is made up of ocean, I'm not a wave. I'm ocean. Wave is an appearance of ocean. It's not ocean because it's determined as a wave. It's taken a name and a form that have separated itself from the sense of being ocean. So when that occurs, the wave, the best it can do is hope to get an experience of the ocean, but it definitely believes it's probably going to take time and processes and paths and practices to have that occur at least as much of an experience as I want. I may get some free samples, but of course, once you have a free sample, your mind will probably want more. So of course it's going to set out on, all right, what is it that I need to do and have, and how much time is it going to take? And so, let's go. Yet, obviously, none of that can apply to what we're talking of, hopefully indicating here. It's the total disarmament of all the movements of things and appearances in time and space. It's the total disarmament of that. It's the total dropping of that. But not as the appearance, yes? Trying to drop it as the appearance is another process that seemingly is taking time, that there's a sense that you're doing That's not it. You see that? I'm not that. Then he goes, puffs and puffs and leaves for a little while. Then he comes back, dressed in another conceptual thing. Okay, but this I am, I'm the one that recognizes, no, I'm not that also. Whatever is arising, whatever is appearing, whatever is presenting itself to be me in some form or formless form of a concept is not that. You're left with exactly what you are. (laughs) And if you're alive with the mind, you won't be happy about it. Because the mind will be bored and want something. See, its story is, I really want to nothing, but it doesn't. It doesn't want nothing unless it appears as a something. It really doesn't. So the mind, sensing there's nothing to do, will very quickly, probably, start thinking about what's there to do. So, maybe you heard the message. Ah, this is like an unspoken yes. And now, there's been an... A mental dispute and debate about that ever since. Doing, <laughs> doing, do react. <laughs> mm. There is going to be reaction by this this activity to the non activity of nothing. Yes. There is. I mean, our whole life is that activity, really. The reaction of the mind, identified as such, is reacting to the nothingness by trying to get something all day, by seeking constantly, by trying to make itself into something, by tearing others down so it looks better as a something, or by da 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 dee da dee da 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 It's busily, busily... Making up its little conceptual dams like a little mental beaver. Yeah. All the while, through and through the dam is the ocean, or that state of nothingness at all times, underlying all seeming activity. So, conscious contact. We this the other night. This you can become aware of here. You can become aware, not you, but there can be an awareness of the conscious contact. The seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, and the seeing thoughts is a demonstration of something, of nothing really. What's actually seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching? Now in all of us, all day, that is the basis of our whole interpretive life. And with all the yous and the thems you run into, you always seem to be the I, yes? It's always the I, you, that's running into all the other U's and the thems and the those and the thats. But then, with grace-sitting, the same I is the center. Dove, same I, same I, same I, same I. All different U's and thems and those and thats but always the same eye. Before all interpretations from all the different camera locations, the same eye is the beginning of it all. Now the eye to the mental process means you. (laughs) As a you that you see. You take yourself to be the eye that looks like a you. Like James over there. It's got a body... Maybe I'm a better-looking eye, hopefully not, maybe not, who knows, yeah? Maybe a more successful eye, but the eye in the mental picture is a you. It's seen as a body, yeah, mentally, and it's held as a you, the qualities of it, but it's been given the name of eye, of being the see, or the hear, or the feel, or the taste, or the touch, or the smell, yeah. <laughs> but how it's held is as a you, a body. <laughs> so the eye, which is the activity of consciousness, yes, there is something that's aware of the conscious contact. Yeah. There is a movement of awareness of conscious contact. You're not laid out on a slab and inert. Yeah. There is something that allows you to notice you smell something and hear something and see something, feel something, yeah. There is some there is an animating Something, not nothing, I hate to use the word something with the nothing, yeah? And it's recognized, but it's called I, but the I represents a you. When the mind goes, I'm seeing, it's actually, its image of the eye is a you, a body, yeah? And an object. So the subjectivity of the seeing is lost or missed by, in the act of seeing, it's missed because there's a sense that it's you that's seeing, you as a body, that's seeing and being the eye. The eye is what's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. The eye of consciousness, yes. It's all there is. But the mental process recognizes that but says, that eye is me, which is a you, really. A mental object, a picture, an idea, lots of ideas, beliefs, and a structure of a you that's been called the eye. So at every moment when there's any scene, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, it's the same eye that's seen through the camera location of Jim there, as the same eye that's seen from the camera location of Paul. And the same eye that's seen from James. The same eye that's seen from Lynn. The same eye that's seen from Jeff, even though he's sleeping. The same eye that sees from Doug. Every time, it's the same eye. Yeah? The same eye, yet the same eye has been... conceptually taken to be a you called Doug. Yeah? Almost like the eye sees itself in the mental mirror... And the mind goes, that's you. Hey I, that's you. Oh, okay, thank you. Now that's all cleared up. So the eye, that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, gets to see an image. Oh, that's you! Okay, I'll go with that. So now all the eye, which is only one eye, yeah, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling, whatever. Being aware, sensing all that stuff—the same I. Only there's only one subjectivity here. There's only one subject. I don't even want to. Call, we call it one. There's only subjectivity, and it's streaming through in its activity of verbing, called conscious contact, through our little locations, and the mental process confronted with that I says it's me, which is an image of a you. That replaces the sense of being I. Yeah. (laughs) So, now, the thoughts that are being seen, they seem to be private thoughts. Only the I, that's actually this you, could ever have these thoughts. The you of Doug could never have the same thoughts I'm having. He couldn't feel the same way I can feel. He couldn't... He could never have done the things I've done in life. And so now... The universal I becomes isolated in this conceptual construct of being a you. <laughs> and yet, the whole production of that whole movie of being a you is fueled and supported by the I, because all there is is I. Yeah. So, the I is what's allowing the you to. Uh... <laughs> doesn't it? (laughs) And it wants to be the I, but it wants to be the I as a you, and therefore it can't. (laughs) Because the I is the I is the I. It's never been a you, and it never needs to be an un-you to be an I. It's always the I. Something that's always so can seem not to be so, because it's always so. In this world of interpretation, we like, like things not to be so, then make them so, and then they're not so again. Yeah, Like a lot of people in recovery will come in and they've had a long story about what was the worst thing that ever happened to them. And it's, I mean, it's on their little mental mantle and they put, you know, they have pictures to support it and inventory processes. And that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And then they get into recovery and a slight perceptual shift changes and then they see the worst thing that ever happened to them as the best thing that ever happened to them. Can you believe that anything's real that could be the worst thing and then the best thing and then maybe if they go get loaded again it's the worst thing again? If something is real and has a certain solid nature it's not a total chameleon move. Yeah. So... This whole place is appearances being given meaning by appearances. The appearance of this is attempting to give a real meaning to all of that, maybe to reinforce the sense of it being real. Who knows? Yeah? But an appearance needs to give another appearance the sense of being real, or would have a very deep, suspicious question in itself, who am I? Yeah? Because it's assumption of not Questioning that anymore, and then questioning everything out here, as but based on the premise it's real, would have would probably return back to that question of who am I? Yeah. But if I can lend reality to you, then that gives me a reality, and then all my questions are about why why isn't it going my way here? Why are things happening to me that I don't think need to be happening to me? Why is it I'm not getting what I want and someone else has it? I want what they have and give me something else and on and on and it seems as real as real can be doesn't it? I mean, obviously or there would be a big (coughs) laughter in the midst of it you just fucking break down and start fucking either crying and then laughing or laughing and then crying and laughing there would be something would occur where it would be like (laughs) I mean (laughs) <laughs> the thing? there's no rest it's always being it's just like unbelievable <laughs> see the you that's assuming itself to be the I <laughs> so that's the conscious contact I mean you've got to notice that obviously You have seen something today, yeah? Driving up from Palo Alto. The sense of the air now and whatever. Maybe you have... Maybe you're having made-up feelings about yesterday because the mind keeps bringing them up with thought. Because, you know, the bigger experience here isn't physical. It's mental, mostly. It's all mental realm. The mind just loves being in what's not happening. (laughs) It's just running around like rampant up there. You know? And then downloading it's presumed effects So, if that could possibly happen to me, like, if I could possibly have cancer, how would that feel like on a totally different day called Saturday, a year from now, or a year, like, oh, okay. oh that's how it feels. Contraction, and all rolled up, and let me go home and eat some argin wine. It's fucking the middle of the day. Wait till later. No, I need relief. For what? For what's not happening? <laughs> so then you take a pill... <laughs> they get relief from what's not happening, and now you have side effects of that pill that now start happening now in the body. And so you're having the effects of the solution to the problem called what's not happening, which what happens. It produces seeking for a solution to that problem, yes? Yeah? so it just becomes, it geometrically progresses into a total realm of what's not happening. And especially because you think it's happening to you. Like this lady says, something's happening to me and I think it could be different. That is the perfect view of a mind obsessed with I as being the you. Looks like something's happening, I have an opinion. I don't like this, what's happening. I don't do anything about it, I just think it could be different. (laughs) So I sit there and just think, uh, while it's not seemingly different, it could be different. And then I start seeing, why isn't it different? And after I point all my fingers, yes? Yeah, so look at it. It's a beautiful breakdown, actually. So here it is. Sounds like natural. Oh, something's happening to me. First of all, life has been given a direction yet. Yeah? It's now happening to you. <laughs> it's all right. Life's ha- something's happening to me. And I think it could be different. Okay. Now, because there's some awareness here, you realize it's not different. <laughs> yeah. But you think it could be different. But when you look, it's not different. But you go up here to what's not happening. I think it could be different, but it's not different. I think it could be different. So what occurs? Usually then you look to who you can blame. Yeah. For, some, for some reason, something out here beyond my control is affecting me and causing me not to feel good, and I think it could be different. You. You, 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 yeah? That sounds pretty good. And you get maybe angry and you blame them. But if the whole life is being interpreted from a system called self-centeredness, you are the center of it. You, that's what you're not. So after you blame and try to throw it on everyone else, when you're confronted with this, something's happening to me, maybe I don't like it. I think it could be different but nothing's actually changing, who at the bottom line is going to be blamed for it? Something's happening to me. I think it could be different, but it isn't. That's my experience right now. It's not different, but I think it could be different. Then I bet you, you, are going to be written into the story of why it's not different. So let's say in a, in a Course in Miracles, they would present this world, or they present the idea of, oh, everyone inherently has a feeling deep down that all there is is love and perfectness and beauty, yes? But their experience during the day isn't really matching that idea. It seems like fucking people are killing others and abusing everywhere and this and that. And I'm, I'm even abusing people in my process of the day. So okay, so here it is, the, the mental ideal, Yes? but your experience doesn't even get close to that, yes? Yeah? So, here, yeah, like when I was a kid, my father got ill when I was six years old, and my family sat me down and told me, hey, dad's gotten really sick, that's why he's not playing with you anymore. He's not going to be taking you to the practices, he's not going to go to any of your baseball games. And I probably sat there, and they probably brought the priest, and they did the same thing, and then doctor, Jan Quinto, came and said, yes, your dad's really ill, and Don't take it personally, you can't play with me anymore. Yeah, right there, and he died when I was nine. But in my little noggin of self-centeredness, I said, my father isn't playing with me anymore, I must have done something to cause him not to want to play with me. It didn't matter how many people told me, it didn't even matter if he told me, the proof was in there. Yeah, I know I must have done something, because why? I'm the center self self-centeredness to the extreme. Yeah. So, let's say you see this world as not being so nice and people are getting killed and you, someone maybe your partner abused you this morning and all this and all that. Yet there's this ideal of everything could be perfect and love and blissful and yet you see it isn't. I bet you your head has written you into that story. That you're probably the reason why it's like this. Now, being a conceptual little construct, that's a pretty unbearable load for you to carry. Yes, it is like the guilt prior to all the guilt and shame that you experience here. It's like the initial rock in your gut. It's like the it's like the clench of selfing. It's that initial contraction from allness and everywhereness into a special somewhereness. Yeah, and believing with all the shit that goes on in this realm that you Had something to do with it. You're the cause of this contraction. The beautiful news is this never happened. (laughs) It's the only news there is. This never happened. There has never been a separation. It's impossible. All there is is subjectivity. That's it, it's not a thing. It can't separate It's not like an amoeba that can separate into another amoeba. It's not a thing. It has an inequalities. It doesn't play the game of appearances. Yeah? It's prior to all appearances. yet every appearance is that, but not as an appearance. Yeah? Every appearance is that, but not as an appearance. So the wave, no matter how much it studies the ocean, is never going to get the real sense of ocean. Because it's the only way you can have a sense of ocean is as an experience of the wave. Yeah? So the ocean, which is all this and everywhere, is thrust into an, as an object for the wave to have an experience of. That's why truth isn't working for people here. That's why people spend $20,000 and going on a retreat, and maybe the effects last for a day or two. Yes? First of all, because they're subjected to time. So if something is an experience, it's going to wear off. Yeah, No matter how impactful, if it's seen as a sense of time, it's probably going to dim over time. Yeah. So here's conscious contact. The eye, conscious contact. And then the appearance... Of you. Never will this become the one that's in contact. Never will this become I'm seeing, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling, thinking as a self. Never can it possibly occur. This is always the case. What's so, and then the appearance of what's so. The appearance of what's so is a you that's taking itself to be the I, but as the you. So now I'm the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. And then that gives me the right to have tons of opinions about what I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, what I want to move towards or move away from, what I like, what I don't like, what I'm going to condemn, what I'm going to say is righteous, Ba ba ba, b, wah bah, bah. Yeah? Yet if you want to get over all this baloney, you can't get over it in that field. But recognizing that and seeing very immediately that life is just happening, that it's not happening to you, it's not happening for you, it's not happening as you, it's not happening by you, it's just happening. Yeah. There's a freedom from all the other ways of interpreting. Just with that hit. That hit's always available at all times. As long as you're conscious and you call yourself living, the invitation is available. It's always, always available. To me that's love, really. I mean, how could be more love than that? So what we attempt to do here is basically just share about what we're not. Because i found if you share about what we are, it just turns into ocean knowledge as a wave. So the wave has more knowledge about the ocean, but it doesn't really serve the wave, because the only thing that will serve the wave truly is to recognize it's not a wave. It doesn't have to study the ocean. It'll know what the ocean is like by living as it. Yeah? You can read about it, it's nice, but you don't... The point is, you'll have another hit of knowledge, which isn't the knowledge that goes through this interpretive little system. You'll have another knowledge that more, basically, almost sort of, like... Uh, it, like, leaks out. Yeah, It's, like, leaks out, like we said the other night. It, like, leaks out has an appearance, yeah, has an effect, leaks back, leaks out, but that membrane is all there is, yeah, the membrane that's allowing all appearances to occur, the dance, and then all appearances to disappear, only one, I would say nothing, is bringing it to us, or bringing it as us, yeah, and as soon as it moves out into appearances, it's controlled and Constructed under certain rules, like duality, and subject and object, these things are the way this place manifests, because it's a dream. It needs time and space for things to appear, and then have time to see them. And yet, if you take anything in this room that's appearing, and you remove it, would you have to move any space back in to take the space it was taking up? Because, in fact, it's not taking up any space. You could have 80 chairs in here. If, removed, if, if you removed if you every 80 chairs, you wouldn't have to get 80 chairs' worth of space to put back in. It's as, it's as if there wasn't a chair as soon as it's removed. You ever notice someone that you know died, and then it's as if they were really never here? At least over time. It's just, they're dead, that's it. They're never coming back as, you know, Uncle Jim. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. It's finished, though. Game of the appearance. is <laughs> <It's> finished. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, it doesn't seem like anything's... What they actually here to begin with? But, but the eye remains. Well, the eye remains because it could never leave. It's all there is. Something that can never leave remains. You can call it remaining, but it's not remaining because it can never leave. So there's no volition in it Yeah, That's all there is. Only here in time and space can there seem to be volition. I can seem to think I want to move there, and I'll spend the time to do it. You'll think I want to move there and spend the time to do it. So it seems like you have volition, but it's in a sense... On the level of when you disappeared, can you appear again? Is there any volition in that? Do you have any volition in thoughts? Can you stop thinking? Do you have any volition about digestion? Can you decide to digest that burrito today, now, instead of the body may wait a little longer? You want to like catch up with your breathing? You want to do all the breathing for Sunday today? Can you do that? I'm going to gather a lot of breath in. I'm afraid about what's going to happen tomorrow. Let me pay hey, you. I'll, I'll borrow some. you give me some of your breath. I'll pay you for next Tuesday. Come on. I need more life. Do you know? It's like an appearance. We're an appearance, yeah. But we're not an. Appearance where what that appearance is appearing in. So when the chair takes space and takes appears in the room, it seems to be solid and it's here, but when it's removed, it was like it was never so. Yeah. So now, you and I seem to be so, and there'll be a time when that won't be the case. And many people on this planet, you don't seem to be so right now. Yeah. Many people in this room, I don't seem to be so. So mind, yeah, mind, mind. Nature of it. To tell the truth about its nature as an appearance so that the true nature, in a sense, can be felt. Not felt as an appearance, but a sense, yeah? I like the old approach of just telling the truth about what you're not. And then that's being what you are. There's no secondary process. There's no process. Just tell the truth about, hey, there's no process, that's that. There's no process for the message. This is only what we do in the world of appearances. We repeat the message... But the moment that it's gotten is no moment on a Saturday. It's a moment that's not a moment, yeah? And then all moments that were seen to be linear will cease having a huge effect on you. And it doesn't matter because it was that moment in Saturday, it was a special moment. It's any moment because every moment is no moment, yeah? And when it seems to dawn on you, you will not have any regret because it took so long. And there's no, oh, I was very patient for this moment. There's no, none of those things that have to do with process and time have any effect. There's no longing for it. All that's the story in the world of appearances. I am so open so to them today. Better so hurry simple. up, I'm feeling yeah. something. If it's so simple, why is it seem so hard? Is, there, is that just an old story? That's a story, yeah. And, then, and it being simple is a story also. It's yeah. not simple either. Easy and hard, it's all to do with time and space, right? That's right. If, you climb, if you climb a space of a mountain, it's hard if you walk on a Flat area is easy. So, all these words, all based on process, being applied to what has nothing to do with the process. That's the selfing. Keep applying processing uh, interpretation to what cannot be interpreted as in a process. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah. The mind's dreaming, so it dreams itself out of the dream. So we're probably like that sort of daily, like less than thought, and then come back. Oh, yeah. yeah well, it's neither of those movements is what you you are. You're prior to both, and and in the middle of both, but you're not the consequence of either. And that's not happening to you anymore. No. When nothing can ever happen to me, that's the point. You haven't experienced that? No. As of right now. Could maybe in a second. I don't experience it much anymore. That's the weird thing. I swear, it's tough. It's weird when people ask me about, I go on a trip and it's like, they say, did you have a good time? And I really, it's a weird question now. I'm like, well, I didn't really have any time. Just things went on. Some of it, it's weird, I can't hold it like it was... The way, you know, it, like you used to be able to present like some muffins out of your oven in the process of living it. Oh yeah, I went on this trip, here you go, it, just, it doesn't work anymore. Because the oven's still on, it's always producing. Producing, but it's the contextual feeling. So a lot of the fun of sharing what's happened is out, you know. I, used to, I miss it in a sense, the head. Because you can tell tell some great stories. I only do that for fun, the stories. But the feeling of it is more contextual. So you're not really having great times anymore. I can't put it any other way. It's hard. I don't have my finger on it anyway. It's just not, it's, it's not a feeling of great times or bad times. It's just every day is basically an appearance in one contextual uh, space. Yeah you get more of a sense of that, and it really changes the meaning your mind gives to all the little partition, little time sequences. It's like in recovery, people would... You know, one of the highest things in recovery is when you've forgotten you were powerless, and then you go through this, like, sequences of events where they kick your ass to the point, it's not always guaranteed that you wake up and surrender. It's a really high event. I mean, that that you that's out now because now you're more unsurrendered. There's no big cataclysm. Ah, I, I was, I was, I was standing against the wind tunnel, time and space, and suddenly, ah, no, it's that's just like that's all an experience. It doesn't fucking matter. Experiences that don't really, they don't. The weight that the mind in, in this uh, example used to give to experience has been shifted dramatically. It's not about an experience anymore, seriously. Of course, I have a I have an agenda to have a certain level of comfort here, but it has nothing. Experiences don't mean squat. Really, you're not going to amass any value out of having lots of them. Yeah, and you're not. You've never missed anything. <laughs> this is like, I mean, really. One golden nugget was only going to be found in that one experience that you have something to do by missing it. No, <clears throat> none of that ever occurs. It's just another way of traveling. I really like surrender. See, in recovery they would say, when you get convinced, and then you sincerely take positions, and then you get established in those positions, certain states abide after that. Certain states abide, certain mental states become sort of like... Uh, they're not like changed every day, to paint the mental states, yeah? They stay like, say, a mental state of a nice sense of satisfaction lasts year after year. So the mind actually travels lighter as this. Yeah? I mean, things happen here. yeah, In this place of appearance and processes... Some things, when they're translated here, they seem to have be been I sincerely took a position, now I'm established in a position. Yeah? But that's just how the appearance seems to happen. Is that what actually happened? No, in my view not. But it appears that way. It appears because you're in seemingly in time. So now what you used to entertain, but usually not entertain, used to mostly entertain what's not happening is the reality. When that gets dismissed, The mental states that you seem to travel as are just much more, the frames are enlarged and much wider and a lot more uh, space and less um, uh, mental info, yeah? Just more space of mind in the states with very little info. Instead of where before mostly it was just tons of info downloaded and no space sensed, yeah? So the thing gets clearer, the frames that your mind is in, here, get clearer, more space, yeah? Like seeing through. They don't become pictures that you believe in, there's more space, you just see through and through like this. So the frame occurs and then the frame occurs, but what's, nothing is not captured by the frame. Well, things are moving, coming and going, and disappearing and appearing. But what so is what's so, and that's what sense is what so. Paul, in that condition, hmm? whether it's just sight, do you feel a resonance with what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like what's going on. <coughs> I don't feel a resonance with it. I feel as what's going on right now. <laughs> You don't need to feel the resonance. That's all that's going on. So resonance then would imply separation. Well, resonance is a way we try to express something that's really deeply felt in us. That seems to be true. That's the best we can do here. We're saddled with a objective you know, a subjective language used by objects. We're attempting to you know, so when we get a sense of where all that is you know, sometimes we say it resonates, it really resonates with my inner core. But these are, these are beautiful ways of attempting to say what's un- unable to be said, you know. I mean, that's the fun of being here, is the challenge is to sort of attempt to express what's inexpressible. You know, something that's moved you and it's not an object, it's not a thing, it's not something here, it's not of time, it's not a process, it's different. You know, it's, it, it, it uh, it's an incredible challenge if there's a drive, as we are, many of us here, you know, as expressing, we're in expressing, yeah, to, uh, to, to express that is a pretty ch- nice challenge, because it's inexpressible, yeah, so, it keeps you on your toes in a way. But it's, it's, uh, I'm curious, I'm really curious about it, because, uh, It's amazing that something could be so bad and not be noticed here. It's mind-boggling to me. I mean, if I had a hat, I'd take my head off to it all the time. If I believed in kneeling, I would kneel down. Seriously, because it's mind-boggling. What we truly are. You know, as what we're not. That's the best way you can hold it. What I'm not. Yeah. I'm an absence is that presence I can't see it as a presence because it's not a thing but I recognize it when all the things my mind has made up and all the appearances my mind has been invested in is sort of given up and seen not to be that then you sense that by the absence of what you're not you sense what you are but I never was good at sensing what I was by hearing about it because it was what I wasn't was trying to feel what I was and it will really have great experiences in that event, but it doesn't mean anything. Like I was with a woman who was a big demonstrator of a spiritual, you know, Kundalini and light and everything. For five years, I went out with her. She'd been with doing involved with this thing for five years, and I went out with her and she told me, listen, Paul, save yourself some time. It doesn't mean anything. And she was the most demonstrative Quote unquote, spiritual seeker ever saw. She was like going well, off into bliss states, like unbelievable. Yeah? I didn't mean to kill a of beans. Oh. Of course, it means a lot to you if you don't feel you have any bliss and you think it'd be great. But then again, if you're beholden to the one side of the coin, you'll be at the effect of the other side of the coin. So people who get addicted to bliss may have incredible swings into other levels of depression. Yeah. this is a ball game that has rules isn't is the bliss of conscious contact? no Positive. bliss is an effect of a conscious contact I don't think conscious contact is bliss I think that someone can experience bliss here with the, with the entertaining of that conscious contact But I don't believe, you can say it's its nature, like they say, you know, bliss, whatever. But I don't know. I wouldn't give it any quality. So that's not what she was experiencing. She was experiencing bliss. But that's... She's having conscious contact. realizing conscious contact. When you realize the conscious contact, it's not an experience. So she was having an experience, Yeah because her mind was changing and shifting. So her mental frame, or I don't know what was happening, let's just say the mental states that were arising were very high sublime states, but she was still the experiencer of it. Mm-hmm. So there was still a sense of being a self, but she was getting a real, she was like at a really five-star French restaurant instead of McDonald's. She was getting some nice sublime, tasty experiences that can be very addicting. Yeah. So the experiencer was still there. I, I don't know. Maybe not. But I, you know, Bliss could have been just expressing itself through her. But bliss is a quality. It's a, it's a... And what we're talking about here, don't add any... Well, I don't like adding any quality to it. Because then the quality seems attractive to you, as an object. That you think, if I had that quality, I'd be a blissful James. It's just another bondage to self. It's gonna have a lot of effects on you here, but I don't think the effects are it. What it is is doesn't have any it doesn't have any qualities. It's beyond what we can understand. That's why you can my feeling is just to recognize what you're not, and that's the sense of what it is. But I never believe I've experienced it ever. How can you experience what's always so? You'd have to be something else to experience it. For you to experience something, you can't be that. You have to be something else to have an experience of it. I have to not be that to feel the hateful. If I was the table, I couldn't have the experience of feeling the table. I'd be feeling everything put on it from the being the table. But I would never have an experience on the table. Yeah. So there's different realms here. One realm is the experiential realm. It takes has to have a subject and an object involved. You and I to have an experience. You have to be the subject to the chair. So I'm, I'm experiencing sitting on a chair. So this is the subject, and this is the object, and there's an experience happens, yeah? But with truth, how can you have an experience of the truth? It would have to be an object to you, you as the subject, and it's not an object. So I always used to say, I can't experience the truth, but I'm experiencing from the truth at every moment. Yeah? Every moment is the truth. And the experience, not the one who thinks it's having the experience, but the experience itself is the truth. The seer and the seeing and the seeing is the truth. You being the seer is not the truth. The seer, the seeing and the seeing here is the truth. That's what's happening here. Like Buddha said, events are happening, deeds are being done, but there's no individual doer thereof. So it doesn't mean... Nothing's happening in the sense that oh, there's, no one did any, you know, no one did anything ultimately. But there's a lot of doing and that da da happening here. I mean, you're gonna, yeah. And there's experiences in... experiencing is happening, but it's not happening to you. Yeah. It's happening to an object, and the subjectivity is experiencing and. Uh, uh, an object having an experience of another object, and it's experience and it's seeing that. You know. Any more questions? I'm very open to the yeah. questions today. Everybody's closing. You do? Yeah. Sorry. You, have... <laughs> no, no, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you better get. Me. oh you mentioned. Uh, oh. oh, we uh, got two now. Okay. Yeah. Now, Jim, you go first. Then Doug, you go. It's coming in waves, that ocean. Yeah. Well, if you let it in a little, you <laughs> <it's>, uh... <laughs> well, see yeah. You mentioned the situation, of course of a miracle, the ideal uh, that all is love. And then your experience, sorry, is place is irreconcilable. How can you reconcile this place with a spiritual idea? This place is irreconcilable. disappearance What? Huh? It. Not, not ignore it. It's a recognition. It's like when I got into recovery. I hear people share these terrible situations they were in for months, and then they go. Oh, I'm just learning how to deal with this. And I said, you know, my solution is... No, my whole solution was admitting I can't deal with it. The surrender. That was my solution. I can't deal with stuff. It's overwhelming. I don't want to learn how to manage it. I'm just admitting I can't deal with it. And in that surrender, things get taken care of. So to me, perceptually, this place is irreconcilable. You could bring an animal rights person here and be going, Why aren't you helping... Spade all those animals and this and that, and you'd be sitting here going, Yeah, why aren't I helping spade this that? <coughs> or how many funds to feed you know the shampoo and all fire people and then other people and this and that and I mean it's irreconcilable. What are you gonna say, well, I'm not a person and I've got my calling and my seat assignment? That's bullshit too. It's irreconcilable in this place. Isn't it? So it's, to me it's like an acceptance of the insanity of the whole place. Maybe it'll help you if you realize it's not inherently real, but there's no there's no like nice, juicy, well formed solution. It's just to me, none of this actually happened to anyone. Doesn't give and that has nothing to do with the personalness, because in personalness, I act as if it is happening to them. So if their house is on fire, I give them a pail of water. That's the action, but my sense is that's not so for me, you yeah? Well, it can happen, like, like I got ready for surgery for a hip. Uh, that isn't going to make any difference on the spiritual side. But on the physical side, that definitely is happening. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going for a hernia operation, too. Hopefully it won't be the same day. I want to go first. (laughs) I have to get a hernia operation. What metaphysical inquiry do I need about that? I got a big protruding thing out of my groin area. Yeah. What do you think about that, Paul? I think it needs to be operated on. Well, well, what do you mean? Are you the body? It's so insane. <laughs> See, in this place, there is never going to be an authentic you. There's not going to be a point where you, as an appearance, finally rise up and proclaim all the other appearances haven't been the true appearance, but I'm the true appearance. There's no you. <coughs> There's no relevance of you. There's no authenticity of you as an appearance. So, it's like Zen was just saying, you know, you, uh, what is it, pick up the pail of water, do this, do that. It's very very simple. Chop wood, wood, do water, whatever. Get a hernia, have it operated on. You know, It's it's very clear, yeah? It's not like... Who, who is it that's got the hernia? You know? No. It's very simple. It's very clean. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to read, read, read into, put metaphysics into an appearance to see that, you know, it's not you. Well, do is you that, believe that then the world is not as represented in the Course of Miracles, love? I know. I'm not, I'm not a, I don't really like the word love. It's got too many meanings, okay. so I don't like using that word. Again, I don't really care what the world is, because the world's as real as I am. If I'm not real, the world's not real. Quick go for me. But for me to say the world's not real and I'm taking myself to be real, that's bullshit. So. That old thing Ramana said, I really like where he's sitting in talks about a guy sitting in an auditorium watching the movie of the world, and the guy is very clear that that's not real. Yeah? And he's sitting there thinking, well, perceiving that that's not real, but there's a sense of him being real. And Ramana said, the circle's a little bigger than that, bro. You sitting in the auditorium thinking the world's not real is also not real. <laughs> so, in a sense, there's no authentic self ever going to appear as the true observer here. All observing is part and parcel of this place of appearance. All observing. Yeah? It's the good news. This is just my opinion, you know. Other people would probably contradict it. Who cares? It's just the way things are seen. But my sense of it, too, is that when I was entertaining this, I I saw a woman who I liked. I didn't know I liked her until I saw her. She had this information. And so I shared, and she said, while she was talking, something occurred, and I realized, man, what I've been doing is, I've been recognizing states of mind, but I was assuming what was recognizing the state of mind was me. But that's a state of mind. Yeah? And then the lens widened and included that, and then it happened over time Maybe six or seven times where this sense of being the authentic you that was on the rim of context, looking down into content, would pronounce itself, and I'd realize it's also content. So the idea of context here is also content, yes? There's no, all this is content, all this is appearance, there's no context in the content, in a sense, yeah? That's the good news. <sighs> like, do you ever see this, the Twilight Zone thing where they have five dolls? Well, oh, I, I just broke the story. They have these five people, one's like an army major and another ballerina, and they're in this giant cylinder, and, there's these, and they can't climb up, and they don't remember how they got there, and they have tons of stories of who they are. You're, hey, you're a major and a ballerina. And they're trying to get out and then there's every once in a while there's this giant boom, boom, boom and it's like, what the hell is that? And they're just speculating, totally speculating, like going unselfing like crazy. And they're trying to climb up and they're all there's a clown and everyone's got their story and oh I was blah, blah, blah. and then boom every once in so a while. Well. And then, and then the camera just rises up. And then you look down in, and there's these five dolls, and there's a Salvation Army guy ringing the bell for Christmas, and they were donations. Some people threw dolls in there. <laughs> that was the whole thing. And yet, to the doll, they were authentic. Very, very important. Big stuff. What the fuck is that? <laughs> What are we doing here? Something's happening to me and I think it could be different. (laughs) And and they're busy trying to escape. And yet, (laughs) all they need is consciousness or awareness to lift above the level of appearance or the level of consequences and take a look and then see the exact same thing that was happening, but this was being seen from this view. And then this was being seen from this. And the difference of perspective was mind-boggling. But it was the same event. They're in the cylinder and they're all trying to climb up and yapping about their stories. And yet, they're all freaking dogs yeah. To me, I hear that is very good news. So wear your uniform well, flaunt it, you know? Um, Mustangs. (laughs) (laughs) Live as big as you want to be, man. It doesn't (coughs) fucking matter. You're not that. I just brought the firelight zone up.